Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Hey there, welcome back to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. This is your host, Sarah Marie Popolo, and founder of the Soul of Worship ministry. I am really excited to continue talking today about an aspect of God's character that is so important for us to know and understand so that way we can worship him for being exactly that. So a couple of weeks ago, we discussed how our hope in God is a confident expectation that God will fulfill his promises over us. And therefore, when we worship, we worship a God of hope. We can trust that God will remain faithful to us even in times of great trial because he's always faithful and he's always trustworthy. Our hope is an anchor to the everlasting power of heaven that will keep us secure and steadfast even when the winds and the waves are raging against us. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to be focusing on the hope of salvation and therefore we worship the God of salvation. He is the Lord, my Savior. So one could say that the entire word of God is one long story of salvation. From the beginning of time, God has put in place an intricate plan to redeem and save his creation from the wages of sin and death. Though we may not have seen it coming, this very season that we have been living in is part of the greater plan that our God of salvation has orchestrated. Our generation has been handpicked to live through this global crisis. I want to assure you that this season, it's not meant to destroy us. God will use this weapon formed against us to advance the kingdom of God. You can be sure of that. If you think about it, the Apostle Paul wrote four of the books of the New Testament while he was imprisoned. Even though he suffered great trials and was in isolation, like most of us have been living for quite some time now, he was still joyful, he was still optimistic, and he was still full of hope that his salvation through Jesus Christ was secure. Paul's life serves as an example that true joy is not based on circumstances, but comes through trusting God and having the hope of salvation. Let's go ahead and read in Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. And it says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains, they're in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, 
are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul did not allow his imprisonment to stop him from doing the work of the Lord. He used whatever he still had, his voice, his mind, his ability to write, to preach the gospel to those in his physical environment, the whole palace guard, and to encourage other believers through his letters. We're being encouraged right now. The Apostle Paul recognizes that all of the things that have happened to him actually happened for a reason. What the enemy thought he could do to try to stop Paul from continuing to further the gospel, God actually turned it for good and still allowed the gospel to spread among people that Paul may not have previously been able to reach. We too have been placed in a unique situation. We have a fresh opportunity to show the world that despite the fact that we have all been facing the same crisis for more than a year now, but the church, the church has an eternal hope in God that doesn't fade away or weaken. We worship the God of salvation. We have confidence in our God that he will come through and he will deliver us and that we have no fear even of death because by the power of Jesus, we have deliverance of that too. Let's actually keep reading in Philippians chapter one and I'm gonna pick up in verse 19 and it says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always. So now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. So the Apostle Paul was confident that the deliverance of God would come either way, either by life or by death. He was completely fine with either solution. Paul knew that even if he were to be put to death, he would be reunited with Christ and that that would actually be far better than living his current tribulation. But he was also sure that if God allowed him to continue living on earth, then it meant that more fruit was to be produced from his life, even if that fruit came from the result of difficult trials. Paul continues to provide us practical ways to overcome during such times of adversity. Philippians 1, 27 and 28 say, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit 
with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. So whatever happens in our life, If we stand fast, if we stay in unity, if we strive together, and if we choose to not in any way be terrified of our adversaries, we will overcome by the power of God. Holding on to your peace, continuing to worship the God of our salvation with complete confidence and with our fearlessness, that is proof to the enemy that he will be defeated and proof that you will be delivered and saved by God. Through the abundant mercy of our God of salvation and through the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we have a living hope as an inheritance that cannot be stolen from us. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9 say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of of your souls. As children of God, our living hope is the inheritance of total salvation, living in unity with Father God, with King Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit for all eternity. The word says that this inheritance, it's incorruptible, it's undefiled, and it does not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for us and is guarded by the very power of God through our faith. So we can worship, we can rejoice, we can praise him, because even if we are grieved by the various trials of this life, because the testing of our faith will bring glory to Jesus, and at the end of our race of faith, we will be given the fulfillment of the salvation of our souls. Imagine that awesome day when we stand firm alongside Jesus as his faithful remnant, 
When we maintain our faith until the very end, Jesus will put our faith on display. And for what reason? To bring him praise, to bring him honor, to bring him glory, just like a joyous husband honors his new beautiful bride. And so I know that we've been talking about salvation and that we praise and worship the God of salvation and Jesus, our Savior. But what does salvation really mean? Well, we can think of salvation in two ways. It's the preservation or deliverance from a physical harm, a ruin or a loss, a lifeline. And we also see it spiritually as the deliverance from sin and its consequences by believing in Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Savior of the world. We have the hope that the God of salvation is able to protect us from all harm, not only physically, but most importantly, spiritually. Our salvation from the wages of sin and death could only be accomplished by the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. In fact, the name of Jesus in the Hebrew means the Lord is salvation. John 3, 16 and 17 say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So if you're asking, well, how do I obtain the salvation of Jesus? Well, all we have to do is recognize Jesus as the Savior, confess our sins with our mouth, and truly believe in our hearts that he died and rose again for you and for me. And by faith, we will obtain forgiveness, the cleansing of our souls, and the hope and promise of eternal life with God in heaven. Let me share with you a few scriptures that back up those statements. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 say, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I also want to read to you 1 Thessalonians 5, 8 
and it says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So I encourage you today to put on the helmet of the hope of salvation as well as the full armor of God as described in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18. Don't allow the enemy to try to convince you that you are defeated or forever lost. Don't let those thoughts rob your praise. No, instead, protect your mind by being fully convinced that Jesus is your Savior and is mighty to save you physically and ultimately at the end of your earthly days. The trials of this life are only but a tiny speck on God's timeline. Let us keep our daily struggles in perspective that our promised salvation will last significantly longer than any situation we may be facing today. So keep on worshiping, keep on praising and declaring the truth that God is your savior, that God is the God of salvation, that he protects you and fights for you. God doesn't want anyone to be lost. Salvation, it's a free gift. It's really the spiritual vaccine to all of our afflictions. So hold on to your faith. Renew your trust daily that the God of salvation, he's with you and he's for you. We already know how this story ends. We will see the victory. Our salvation is secure in heaven. And that's why we can worship him in every single season. Last verse I want to leave you with is Psalm 27.1, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Go and spend some time worshiping your God, your Savior today. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. If you're local to Eastern Pennsylvania, or if you don't mind traveling a bit, come join the Soul of Worship ministry at one of our upcoming outdoor worship and prayer events. Our goal is to bring a revival of hope, love, and unity that can only come from God. Now come out and bring the whole family and make us sound with us. We have events coming up on Friday, July 2nd, Saturday, August 28th, and Saturday, October 2nd. For all of the information and to download the flyers, you can visit soulofworship.com forward slash events. Once again, that's soulofworship.com forward slash events. We'll see you there.
All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.